take your seats. Matthew chapter 8. I'm going to going to doctrinally lay a foundation before bringing you into the fullness of this experience. I feel like doing anything other than that would be malpractice. So I want to show you in the Bible what the Bible has to say about deliverance. If you've ever heard me teach on deliverance before, please don't close your ears. You're not going to hear the same content ever from me. I want you to listen to what the Spirit of God has to say to the church. I serve notice on every um, spiritual force that's not like God. But you're going to submit to the power of Jesus Christ. As we continue in this worship experience, you're not going to tear any personal's, person's body. You're not going to contort anyone. You submit to what we walk under, which is the cross. I speak to every demonic power, anything that's not like God, you will not make a spectacle or bring any attention to yourself. This is not your service. I serve notice on every spirit that seems like they thought they would stay in hiding. It's your time. Your time has come. I serve notice on every single spiritual force and I bind the spirit of pride that's one of the strongest spirits that blocks our deliverance to say that I don't have nothing I need to be delivered from. I bind the spirit of religion that wants to be stuck in what they've always known and anytime God presents a new thing they become confused. I bind every single spiritual force that comes against the activity of the Holy Ghost for the scripture says quench not the spirit and we make a declaration today that we will not quench the Holy Ghost at any level not even in ourselves. Oh God we thank you Lord God for the flow of your spirit flows freely in this place come through like a river come through like a flood. I pray at the come through like a river come through like a flood and overtake and brush away brush away blow away push away everything found that's not like you all debris has to go I make that declaration in the name of Jesus that this space is called of God there is an open heaven over this place and this building is sanctified for God's use I thank you Lord God that you allow yourself to be glorified thank you Father that you are going to take every person that is a skeptic by the hand and you're going to show them yourself today I love that thank you Lord that every skeptical spirit every skeptic like individual you're going to make a believer out of because of your word and the display of your power you said father that your word would be preached with signs following. Let it be done. These signs shall follow them that believe. <laughs> Gonna lay hands on the sick and cast out devils. Let the reality of your kingdom be released in this room today. Right now we say yes. I'm trying to lead you to a place of deliverance. Just tell him yes. You don't even know what you're saying yes to yet, but whatever he got in mind, tell him yes. Come on, oh, I feel there's something on that. Just take the next few seconds and just begin to tell them yes. Ooh come on, tell them. Open your mouth. 
and tell him yes open your mouth and tell him yes yes to your will yes to your way whatever you want to do we say yes to you Jesus name thank you all Matthew chapter 8 verse 28 turn there I'm gonna lay a foundation my encouragement to you is to study the word for yourself as these scriptures are given to you today and I'm gonna to try to give you as many as I can for you to be able to go and study for yourself study for yourself learn for yourself don't be tricked out of your inheritance because something is new to you I want to welcome every single person that's receiving this message with interpretation and why devices that they're checked out when they got here today and I'm going to do my best to pace myself Pastor Eddie so that you can actually <laughs> get it across to them Matthew chapter 8 and 28 if you're there say I'm there if you're not say wait on me slow self um, Matthew 8 and 28 Bible says when he had come to the other side that's a message all by itself another day I'll come to that and he came to the, to the country of Jerjernis. Glory to God. There met him two. Somebody holler back two. Two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs. Exceedingly fierce that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out saying, What? Have we to do with you, Jesus, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Verse 30. Now, a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go into the herd of swine. Verse 32. And he said to them, Go. So when they had come out, somebody holler back, come out. They went into the herd of swine. And suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. I just want to minister a message this afternoon uh, just entitled, Come Out. Simply, come out. Thank you so much. Thank you. We are in um, Breakthrough Sunday. We are ending a 21-day fast today. Y'all praising harder for the end of the fast than you are for your own breakthrough. You're just happy you can eat. And uh, <laughs> what I love about this fast is that it wasn't a straight Daniel's fast. And I'm not saying that's bad. But I am saying I serve Jesus. I don't serve Daniel. Daniel didn't save my little soul. Jesus did. I'm just saying. I'm not saying Daniel's fast is bad. So what I want to do is get as close to that as Jesus did. So what we did was gave you a mixture. Some Daniel days, some Jesus days, a mixture of the two in the days. It was just, you know, some mixture in that so you could make your way through as we're introducing people to the art of fasting. Um, this fast has brought so much clarity for many people. Yes. Yes. As, as, as If I'm talking good, say amen. Yes. 
uh, move, move your flesh out of the way, whereas you're able to hear God on the next level. Uh, it's been amazing. But one of the things that Dr. Chiquette did um, in her, I think it's her first message or her second message on fasting, is that she began to teach to us about the fast that God had called. Yeah. And I'll get to it later. But in, in that fast that God had called, the Bible says that the fast would loose the bands of the wicked one. Uh, would loose the bands of the wicked one. So that means anything that has been tight around me, any kind of bondage that the enemy has brought on me, God introduced us into a fast that would loose the bands, the bands of the wicked one. Today, the bands are about to come all the way off. You fasted your way to getting it loose enough where it could come off. And you might have needed a little assistance, but I'm here today to be your assistant and to help you get what was loose off. I wish I had a church in here. Would you look at somebody next to you and say, it's coming out today. It's coming out. Um, I'm going to try to teach, so y'all cut that out. Okay, as best I can. We're going to talk about deliverance. Deliverance. We are a deliverance church. I know people are like, really? y'all? Because people a lot of times when they hear deliverance churches, people cast out devils every Sunday. Or every Sunday is a teaching about deliverance. And I don't feel like everything has to be uh, done on a Sunday. When you're building, you got to build people to be able to live from day to day. I can't get up and teach about prophets and deliverance every Sunday. i got to give you something that you can live by. Somebody say amen. amen. But I'm surely a prophet and I'm so enough believe in deliverance. Uh, one of the things that we have available here at All Nations is that we have a deliverance ministry by which you can make appointments for personal deliverance. Um, in the coming uh, uh, weeks, we're going to be begin to create just one Saturday that we'll dedicate to that. You'll be able to make an appointment, and for hours, our deliverance team will be here uh, ministering to people and helping them get to a place of freedom and breakthrough. Isn't that awesome? And so uh, that's what we do here. And it's not advertised a lot. So sometimes some of you don't even know it's available. So uh, I want to use this time today to make sure you know that it is here for you. Um, Siri, I didn't ask you to come on here. Move. Um, so one of the things that I want to deal with today is this concept of being possessed. Um, and I want to get this out of the way. Because some of you, when you hear deliverance, your mind automatically goes to, well, I'm not possessed. And, uh, and the biggest question that I'm asked around the country is, can a demon be possessed, can a Christian be possessed by a demon? And so I want to walk you through some scripture with that. In our text today, we see this, uh, this situation of two demon-possessed men, as the Bible says. The Greek word for demon-possessed does not literally mean, this is where the confusion is, it's been translated in the era. If you talk to a lot of uh, people who are Greek experts, they will tell you that that should not be written in. You can study it for yourself, okay? Strong's number 1139. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then I'm not talking to you. So for the people that know what I'm talking about, check it for yourself, okay? It literally means the Greek word, the original language that it was written in before it was translated this way. Does not mean to be demon-possessed in the way you think that it has ownership of your body. It's the idea here is that someone is demonized, being tormented, or came up under the power 
of a demon. There's a difference. A lot of people are confused because they're like, well, how in the world can God live in me and any kind of demonic power live in me? Somebody say, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a body. I li- well, let's try it again. Let's do it differently. Say, I am a spirit. I live in a body. I have a soul. I am a spirit. I live in a body. I have a soul. Your spirit cannot be demon uh, possessed at any level. Demons can't enter into your spirit in any way, shape, form, or fashion. The place where the demonic influences gets attached to you is in your soul and your body. The soul is the seat of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Please don't look at me like you've heard this a thousand times. You should be taking notes. Your soul is the seat of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So the enemy's idea is, let me take these fallen angels who were kicked out of heaven because they moved with me against the Godhead and were sent down to the earth realm, cast down to the earth. Let me now cause for them to invade the hearts of the redeemed. Satan hates you. If you don't get that out of the way, good to see you, Nancy. Satan hates you. If you don't get that out of the way, if you don't get that understanding out of the way, you missed it. And because he hates you, he wants to stop you from grabbing your inheritance. Whatever he can do, To try to stop you from getting your inheritance, he's going to do it. He's going to do his best to slow you down. So these fallen angels, these demons, do their best to attach to your soul. Even your body. The Bible begins to talk about a spirit of infirmity. That tries to attach itself to your body. Are you learning today? So no, no, a demon as a Christian cannot just take full control over you and do whatever they want to do. And no, you're not wholly possessed by them, but it's a difference from being demonized. Now, now that I got that theological aspect out of the way, here's my point that I tell people. Whether I'm oppressed, depressed, or possessed, if it's there, I want it to go. I don't care how it got there. That's the way I think. <laughs> but I know some of you need to, you know, find dates, so I'm going to give it to you. But at the end of the day, however you got there, I want, I want it to go. Now, here's the piece. A lot of people are like, I ain't got no demon preacher. You're talking to these other folks. Really? There are cycles that you have been in your entire life. Every one of you. Nobody's void of this. Let's get this out of the way. Deliverance is not a bad thing. It's been portrayed as this thing like, you're bad. You need deliverance. No. No, I'm living in this body. I'm in this earth realm. There are things that have tried to connect themselves to me. I need deliverance. I need deliverance. Say that. I. Some of you don't want to say it. You're going to sit there with that pride if you want to. But those who want to say it, say out of your mouth. I need deliverance. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. I'm just going to walk through scriptures. Then I'm going to lead you in the time of freedom. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, 
For you were bought at a price. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your and in your which are God's. So, so your, your body, your, your spirit belongs to God. We understand. I'm just laying this foundation because I don't want you to think that I'm saying your body, your spirit belongs to hell. It belongs to God. And because it belongs to God, any trespasser that comes across the line of my life has to go. Uh, write this down. Demons consider the human body a house to dwell in. Demons consider the human body a house to dwell in. Let's go to another verse. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Matthew 12, verse 43. Study these for yourself. If you don't believe me, study for yourself. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 23. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says... I will return, look at the language he uses, to my house, confused devil. I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, put in order. Then he goes and takes him, look at this please, seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and to dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Are y'all looking at the same scripture as me? I don't know how we can live our whole life and people are not preaching on this. I'm trying to figure out how we pick and choose what scriptures we're going to like. I offer to you, it's whatever makes us uncomfortable, we don't like to preach. But I believe part of my job to my generation, and that's not an age group, that's a span of time. My job to my generation as a prophet in my time is to make a direct declaration that Jesus sets the captives free. And deliverance is not for the unbeliever, y'all. The Bible said that deliverance it is, is the children's prayer. lady came trying to get a blessing from the Lord. The Lord was like, move yourself from me. She's like, what? He said, deliverance, deliverance is the children's bread. And she said, well, even the crumbs that fall from the master table. She was like, let me get some. I was like, she was, she was serious about that thing. I, I might not be the children, but you don't give me some of this. He said, but it belongs to my children. It's possible to walk in freedom. And the freedom that we walk in, understand that it comes in layers. When I begin to teach on deliverance today, I don't want condemnation to come in the room because that's not God. So you can't start feeling like, oh my God, I got that, because I'm about to list some stuff and y'all going to be like, whoa, I got that, that, that. Don't become overwhelmed by what you hear. Are you understanding me? Because his grace is sufficient. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to say it again. His grace is sufficient. So for whatever issue that you have, whatever situation you have, it also does not pull you out of the use of God himself. The idea is to stay submitted to the kingdom, stay in consistent relationship with him, and I want you to repeat after me. My issue does not deny me. 
Now that was not freedom to live in perpetual sin. I did not just give you a license to live in perpetual sin. I didn't tell you just do whatever you want to do. What I am telling you is that your issues, first of all, God is not scared by your issue. Y'all be surprised because y'all got issues. And Jesus is like, um, uh, I kind of created you. And I know you've been crazy forever. When I gave you the word about what I was going to do with you, I knew you were crazy. Are you understanding me? He, he knew it. When he gave Moses the word about changing the world, he knew Moses had punk in him. He wasn't confused when Moses came up talking about Lord, but I, 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 I stutter. He went like, where did this come from? How did this come here? So you might be surprised by your issues, but God is never surprised by your issues. Write this down. Houses have doors. So if hell sees your, your body as a house, Every house, this is the symbolism that the Bible is using. Every house has doors. Okay? Some of these doors to your soul are open. Some are shut. Some are open. Some are shut. Demons cannot connect to your soul or body, listen to this, without some legal permission or right. Deliverance is, is a process of legalities. The right to be here or not. The truth is, for some of us, we didn't open the door, but the door was open for us. Are you understanding this? When I was introduced to pornography as a young boy, I didn't open that door. God used my cousin that was in town to ask me, have you ever seen this before? I said, seen what before? Take me to the television. Go to the cable and pay for the pornography to come on the screen. I didn't open that door. Somebody came along, sent from hell, innocent themselves really. But sent from hell to be a part of opening the door of my life. Are you getting this today? But the door was open. And the door was open so the enemy came in to be able to take a seat inside of my house. Are you rocking with me today? So there's an entry point. There's, a, there's, a, there's an entry point. There's a door that's open. What are some of the doors? I'm happy you asked class. Number one, direct willful sin. Let's start there. Okay? Because I don't want everybody in here blaming their family members on their devils. Because some of the stuff, if we be honest, we got it because we opened the door. Come on. And opened it proudly, too. And just stood there like, yes. <laughs> okay? Direct will for sin. Let's walk through the word. Acts 5 and 3. I'm not going to read it, but put it up. Acts 5 and 3. Ananias and Sapphira. Okay? Lied to the Holy Ghost. Lie to the Holy Ghost. Because of their sin, and they stepped into this lying, they opened the door to covetousness and deceit. Your sin will open the door 
to other spirits. And demons like to hang out in clusters. I just showed you in scripture. Somebody's like, proof. I told you, I just showed you earlier. That when they come back to check out the house, if it's clear and you haven't filled that house, they go get a cluster. And now the stronghold is stronger. You're worse off, the scripture said, than you were when you first began. Demons hang out in clusters. The idea is that once you open the door, then man, they're going to come in and do whatever they want to do. So you got sins of commission. You got sins of omission. Unforgiveness is a sin of omission. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Matthew chapter 18. Okay, Matthew chapter 18, verses 22 through 35. Read it yourself later. I don't have time to read all of these scriptures to you. Read it later. But the idea there is that unforgiveness, man, puts a whole lot of blockers in your life. Unforgiveness puts a whole lot of blockers in your life. And a lot of us, um, uh, we're in a place where we think that, that because I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you, I'm not going to forgive you. You're not helping yourself, and you're not hurting them. They don't remember you even did whatever you did. They don't remember what they did to you. You don't forgive them, and they don't care. Did you hear what I just said to you? Some of you are holding grudges, unforgiveness against your parents. They have moved on. Some of you, it's old boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses that you're no longer with. And you're like, I ain't going to ever forgive you. I don't care. They they done moved on, got a new spouse, got a new man, woman, new kids. And you're walking around bitter. That unforgiveness is blocking your man. Y'all ain't hear me. Secondarily. There's a lot of open doors. I, can, I can't get through them all. Let me move. The occult. Somebody said the occult. When you think occult, a lot of you are going to think witches with brooms. But I'm going to show you how the occult is very alive in America. And some of you, you're not going to like this. The occult. Fortune telling. Palm reading. Crystal ball gazing. Seeing psychics. Talking about what is my sign. It's the occult. God is the only one that can tell me my destiny. Not if I'm a Virgo, a Libra, or whatever else. And that devil's so alive, you don't even know you got a whole witch thing connected to your life. That thing's so alive. I can't believe I'd be on, online on Instagram. Y'all know I love Instagram. I'm becoming an influencer. You know, I, you know, I love Instagram. And, and, and I see people on their birthday and they be like, holla, Virgos. No! You're a whole believer. Are you serious? I've been looking at my phone. Witchcraft, 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 witchcraft. Horoscopes, astrology, it's from hell. 
And for some of you who try to say, well, there's a star that led the wise men to find Jesus. Surely it can lead me. They weren't looking at that thing, asking them how they're supposed to live, what their personality traits were supposed to be like. God used the stars as a sign and a wonder. It was not used to give them direction for the rest of their life. They didn't follow that star for the rest of their existence. Come on out of that witchcraft. You don't come out of here today. I ain't playing with you. I'm going to mess with you because some of you believe in Christian, Christian hypnotism. It's a thing out there. It's used, many people who are even moving to counseling, they'll begin to use hypnotism. Especially new age counselors. Anything that has to take you out of the state that you can, take care, that you can handle yourself and be conscious is from hell. Y'all didn't want that. I'm going to expose the devil today. Some of y'all looking at me like, let me out of here. You here now. You in here. Close the door. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just playing. Just joking. Voodoo, which is alive and well. I'm from New Orleans. Trust me. It is alive and well. Channeling people. Channeling spirits. Wanting the spirit of my grandmother to come in front of me. Astral projection. Not every, not every illusionist that you see is fake. The devil has a, he's limited, but he has power. And if you worship him long enough, he'll give you some. He'll let the same power kill you, but he'll give you some. So some of these illusionists that's locking themselves in places and getting appearing, that ain't all fake, boo. Some of y'all need to travel to Africa. Because over in other nations, there's so much high-level witchcraft. And here in America, we play games with it like it's cute. I'll go here. It's strong enough. Zombies is a real thing. I know, I just lost half of the people. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. People begin to play with necromancy. They play with the dead. And they go to bring the dead to life. Saul and the witch of Endor. Oh, it's in the Bible. Study it for yourself. Saul wanted a word from the Lord. So he went to go see the witch of Endor. Said, bring the, bring the prophet up for me. Let him, come on, get him up. Because I need to hear from the Lord. It's a real thing. And you've got to be careful for playing with it. It's in the Bible. Study it for yourself. Moving on. The New Age movement and techniques. If you start reading all these New Agers out there, be careful how far you go into self-help books. Because if you end up going too far into self-help books, you'll find out you got witches and wizards at the, at the pen writing it. 
who begin to move you into the understanding of humanism more than the power of God. So they make you feel like everything is within you, which is partial truth. Partial truth. Everything you need is within you. You are yourself. Everything that you need. Partial truth. God in you means everything in me is what I need. Me and my own power doesn't mean that. If this is helping you say it is. Right. Here's the th- uh, let me move out of there. Here's the next thing. Um, generational curses. Are things we inherited. Let me keep moving. Trauma. Somebody say trauma. trauma. Exodus 6, 9. Okay. Um, a lot of people have experienced trauma. You've had the sudden loss of a job. Trauma. Somebody say trauma. trauma. Um, having gone through painful or a messy divorce. Somebody say trauma. trauma. Sudden death of a very close loved one. Trauma. A major type of illness. Trauma. A major car accident where you are seriously injured, trauma. Because what happens to some people, they get in serious car accidents and fear goes through that open door immediately. So now every time you're driving, you're driving in fear. Huh? You're holding the wheel like this, tighten. Because you're scared. Because the devil came in by that way. Is this helping you? Ungodly soul ties. How does ungodly soul ties come? This is a big one, Okay. It, it, it does come through sexual relationships, but that's not the only way. But I'll, I'll give you a couple of scriptures. Um, Ephesians 5.31. Okay? You can go and read that. And that talks about how a man will leave his wife and mother be joined unto his wife and they become one flesh. That's a godly soul tie. Okay? But then the scripture also begins to tell us um, over in Proverbs, I believe, is to not join our soul with a harlot. So there is it's this idea of God has set up godly soul ties for a marriage. But when you go and we have sex outside of our marriage, it is the idea that we are joining ourselves with the harlot. And whatever that individual carries now has an entry point to my soul. I really need you to think about that. I need you to think about every idiot that you've slept with. I'm not down here. I'm talking, hey, hey, listen, anything you don't mess with. Whatever they carry, if it's a direct line now to your soul. So you need deliverance. Somebody say, I need deliverance. Okay, close relationships can create soul ties, right? Good soul tie was David and Jonathan, right? Their souls were tied together. People try to use their relationship as an excuse for homosexuality, and uh, it's just, you're just twisting the scriptures, okay? Now, God receives everyone, and we do at this church. All I'm saying to you is that that scripture does not show that David and Jonathan were in homosexual relationship. Um, and so, but you can get to a place where you create a soul tie, but becoming so connected to an individual that you can't make decisions outside of them. So you get invited to dinner and you have to call your bestie before you say yes or no. Mm-hmm, I get it. Vows, commitments, and agreements. A vow. We get into something and we make a pact. We will never tell anyone. Through a vow and a commitment, a soul tie can be met. Are you learning? Okay. Study uh, Numbers chapter 30, verse 2. Study Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. Okay? Curses, addictions, fears and phobias, false religions. Okay? If you've ever served any other kind of God before, it's an entry point. It's a doorway 
to where demonic influence can come into your life. You're not bad because of it. This is just the facts, okay? Cursed objects. Let me deal with that. Because it's not, I don't want you to just think just things that um, people worship other gods with. I also want you to think about some of you who still have your boyfriend's t-shirt. Still have your girlfriend's panties. This is real stuff. I don't know why y'all trying to fake and shake in San Bernardino, California tonight. Relationship is over, but you still have the memory. So the cursed object in your home is constantly drawing you back in to a thing that's been over for years. Get rid of the gifts. This ring I have on right now. One of my daughters came out of something. And when she got free, she said, I know I have to get this away from me. She said, and I want to bring this to you as a sign that that thing that I was broken into as a sign to you that God has pulled me out and I'm absolutely free. I got to get it out of my house. I took my ring off that I had because I lost my original ring. And I wear this ring as a sign that God's a deliverer. I took what the enemy tried to kill my daughter with. And I wear it every day of my life to show the devil that God is not playing with you. And that I mean business with taking it. I keep it as spoils out of the enemy's camp. Y'all, just as a reminder, I got you, fool. And I didn't have to condemn her for her to get free. Preach the gospel and create an atmosphere and freedom comes. All right. How do they come out? I'm so happy you asked. Are you learning? Yes. By Jesus' authority. Okay? No one gets free by screaming. Yelling doesn't make a devil do anything. Okay? Remember they was messing around trying to get the devil out? Come on, devil! Come out! After they got tired, they was like, Jesus, we having a hard time, bro. We can't get these devils out for nothing. These kind. Come out. By prayer. What we just finished doing. Prayer and fasting. Y'all don't want this. You have fasted and you have prayed. And God said, I'm about to take that devil up out of your soul. But it's done by Jesus' authority. I'll give you a scripture. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. I know I'm taking my time, but this is good, okay? Just hold your peace. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Let's look at it. This we're going to read together. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. That's a really nice graphic, guys. Good job. Um, the Bible says, and he had called his 12 disciples to him, and he gave them power over what, y'all? Don't be bashful. Over what, y'all? To do what? Oh, Lord. 
and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Jesus has the authority. He gives the authority to you. So I say, Jesus has the authority. He gives the authority to you. Let's go back to our text. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 8. And we're going to park for a second at verse number 30. Okay? Uh, verse number 30. And the Bible says, now, a good way off from there, there was a herd of many swine. So the demons begged him, saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. Let me say this. Jesus, if you really study the scripture, never said anything to the demons before they called him. Jesus was actually going on a walk. I really want you to pay attention to this. He was just walking. He was just walking. What did they recognize? Not his voice, his authority. When he was walking, his real authority doesn't have to be spoken. With authority, when you carry it, you carry it. You don't have to throw your authority around. Jesus just walking, minding his business, and they scream out, say, hey, why are you, are you trying to cast us out before a time? Like, what is going on, bro? And Jesus is like, listen, I wasn't paying you no attention, but since you called my name. Come on out of there. So the Bible says in verse 32, he said to them, go. That word go is a word, hubago, hubago, and this is what it means. It means to be led away under someone's authority. That's the Greek word. It means to be led away by someone's authority. So when Jesus said go, under his authority, he was commanding it to be led out of that individual to the place where he commanded it to go. So when they had what? Come out. So when they what? Come on, say it again. So when they what? When they came out, they, they went into the herd of swine, and suddenly the whole herd of swine violently went, ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished into the water. Another scripture. Let's go. Matthew 21, verse 12. We're almost done. Thank you. Matthew 21, verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God. This is really a beautiful picture. I'm going to explain it to you in a minute. Some of you wouldn't think that this is deliverance, but it is. Pay attention. Jesus went into the temple of God. He went in there. Bible talks about how Jesus came in and was upset. Why? The house was out of order. I wish I had time. The house was out of order. And people were doing things in that house that he had not ordained. Please pay attention. There was activity in that house that Jesus had not ordained. So when Jesus came in, he became furious. And he began to flip tables and throw stuff. What are you trying to say, Apostle? I'm telling you today, when Jesus walked in this building, he became furious. Why? Because there was stuff that the enemy tried to place inside of your house that don't belong. Y'all don't want this. 
Ah, the anger of the Lord is not always bad. I need the line of Judah to roar up against the enemy that's trying to take me. When Jesus walked in the building today, he said, I see my son and my daughter, but I also see that activity. The hell is trying to pull inside of their house. So Jesus came in the room to flip some tables. Jesus came in the room to throw some chairs. Jesus came in the room to move some stuff around. He came in. I told y'all I was going to teach. Stop. So he came in. Jesus went into the temple of God. He drove out. Somebody say drove out. The Greek word for drove out is the word ekbalo, E-K-B-A-L-L-O, ekbalo, which means to cast out, to drive out, to expel, cast out, to drive out, or to expel, verse number 13, and he said to them, it is written, my house I have a destination for my house. Listen to this. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I have a plan for this house. I wish somebody would rock with me in there today. I got a plan for this house. And, and this house is not the designation that you decided this designation would be. This house is not the idea that you thought it would be. This house will not end up the way that you thought it would be. But the Lord says, I'm going to allow my will and my plan for this house to live. This house shall be called, wish I had a church, a house of prayer. But you tried to turn it into a den of thieves. I heard the Lord say, I'm about to take my designation back. That's what I heard. Y'all don't. <laughs> Lastly, I'm out of here. Deliverance is an expression of God's mercy and compassion. I need you to understand that. Deliverance is an expression of God's love. It is not an idea of God's hatred or anger for you. Is an expression of God's love. Luke chapter 1, verse 68. I don't have time. Read it for yourself through verse number 37. It's all speaking about how merciful God is. How loving he is and how he takes us out of the hand of our enemies. Psalms 136, verse 1. I will read that. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy. His mercy endures forever. That whole chapter, all you hear over and over and over, every verse of Psalms 136, his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. What I can tell you is that that devil that's trying to hold on to you is not going to have you forever. I know he tried to make you feel like you were going to be stuck, but it's actually the difference is his mercy endures forever. And because his mercy endures forever, I can walk in freedom. And because his mercy endures forever, I can walk in and because his mercy endures forever I can walk in the way he's designed for me right Isaiah 58 verse 6 that's what you can't preach it this is not the fast I have chosen to loose the binds of the wicked to undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke this is that fast when you receive deliverance, play something softly. When you receive deliverance, a couple things begin to happen. I'm going to be to pray in a minute. What's going to happen in the room is that some of you will begin to have certain kinds of manifestations. What do you mean? Some of you 
Some of you begin to cry. Some, y'all been, some of you, the whole time I've been teaching on deliverance, you've been yawning very strongly, and you had a whole night to sleep. I'll explain it in a minute. Some of you, you've been caught, some of you started coughing. This, these are signs of manifestations. When you study the scriptures, when the Bible uses the word spirit, it's always, it's oftentimes connected to air or breath. And in the, in the Old Testament, it was Neshama. In the New Testament, Numa. The word spirit means breath. Scriptures also show us that in John 20 and verse 22, that the spirit of God can be breathed in. We believe so strongly that the spirit of the evil one can be breathed out. You're going to hear me throughout this time of deliverance begin to tell you to take a deep breath and release what the enemy is trying to hold on to you. Micah chapter 2 verse 13, last scripture. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. The breaker is here. And he's about to release breakthrough to your life today. I've laid enough doctrinal information. If you need more, call me at the office. I'll email you something. What's about to happen here is that the Lord is about to help you walk in freedom. How's this work? You just need to acquiesce to the Spirit of God. You don't have to work by trying to pray a whole bunch of stuff. Just receive. In a minute, I'm going to begin to address certain spiritual forces. Some of you are getting free already. Uh, I'm going to begin to address certain spiritual forces. And whether I call what's connected to your soul or not, if you know you got something in there that don't belong there, baby, just take a deep breath and ask the Lord, bring that up out of me today. I'm letting it go. How many people really want freedom? I'm just trying to check the room real quick. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. Then I'm going to start addressing these things. Put your phones down. Put your purses down. Bring your full attention to what the Lord is doing in your life. Bring your full attention to what the Lord is doing in your life. Um, this is a safe place. Everybody say this is a safe place. You get a if you, manifestation come on you. Don't get worried, God. If somebody screams out, don't get don't get concerned. It's a it's a great sound of deliverance. Somebody getting real free. It's just, just look at somebody say, just let it flow, boo. Just just let it flow. <laughs>